Women Inseparable, where women connect through the Word of God, with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. How do I pray in the Spirit? Episode 4 of the Prayer and Fasting series. Whether we're walking in the Spirit, pouring out the gifts of the Spirit, or praying in the Spirit, there's always fruit of the Spirit. Here's Jacqueline. Heavenly Father, Lord, there is so much that we could say at your feet. There's so much I want to lay down at your throne and ask you to hold, ask you to carry. And I just pray, Lord, you already know. You already know those words. You already know the scriptures that are running through our hearts. You already know the questions that we have in our minds. You know the answers that we're looking for. I pray that you'll hear us as we express them to you. Whether it's today or tonight or throughout this week, I pray that you'll hear our words as you promised to. I pray that you'll be with my words this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll mix my words with your words and do what you always do. Speak to me, speak to the leaders, speak to the women, the women that are here this morning that are on Zoom, that are going to be watching in satellite groups, those that are watching on our online crowd. We're so vast. Women Inseparable is just your women held in your hands. And I just thank you so much for that gift of girlfriends. I thank you for the gift of uh, unity in you and through you. I pray right now that you'll be with this scripture, be with 1 Corinthians 2. Lord, I lay it before you this morning. And I pray that your spirit will take the words, take your scripture where your spirit needs it to go. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, we are going to be in 1 Corinthians 2. But before we get to 1 Corinthians 2, Ephesians 6.18 is where we're going to start. Ephesians 6.18. We touched on this verse um, last week. And it's very, very, very similar to what we did in our lesson last week. Was last week a good lesson? Did anybody see a little bit of altering in their prayer life last week? Anything that you practiced, anything you worked on? Did you pray a new prayer this week? Did you get an idea as to what your prayer life looks like? A little bit? See how vulnerable you can be before the king? It's kind of intimidating because you've got to be vulnerable. Our whole life we work on not being vulnerable. We put up our walls. We put on our face. We get our posture. We whisper. We become who we want to be to present ourselves to others, and we forget we don't have to do that before God. How great to practice being vulnerable in our prayer life, and then you'll just see it, the fruit in everything that you do. So we're going to carry last week into this week a little bit with Ephesians 6.18, and then we're going to jump into 1 Corinthians 2. The question today is, how do you pray in the Spirit? How do you pray in the Spirit? Does anybody have a little bit of apprehension with that question? Because you hear in the spirit and your head goes. What direction does it go? What does that mean? What does it mean to pray in the spirit? What does it mean when the Bible says to walk in the spirit, to be filled with the spirit, to have the fruits of the spirit, to have the gifts of the spirit? Listen to the spirit. What does that mean? How do we do that without letting our flesh get in the way? Have you ever wondered these questions? What better way to figure out how to do things in the spirit, whether it be your gifts or your walk or your talk or whoever you are, whatever you're doing in the spirit, than starting in your conversation with God. 
If we can figure out what in the spirit means with God and prayer, then it'll become more natural to demonstrate your gifts of the spirit in the spirit and not in yourself. You'll learn how to, when you see the phrase, walk in the spirit and so not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We know this verse. What does that mean? How do you do that? How do you walk in the spirit and the flesh? How do you separate that? Practice it. How do you practice it? In prayer. By praying in the spirit. How do you do that? Welcome to Women Inseparable. <laughs> Week four. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Ephesians 6.18. A lot of us are familiar with this passage, right? The armor of God. Have you ever studied, read, known a little bit, something about the armor of God? So we're not, it's so powerful, it's so good, and it's so applicable. We're not going to go there today. <laughs> because we've got to leave at some point. Or else we would be here all day. It'd be so much fun. However, Paul tells the church of Ephesus and says, put it all on. Put on your faith. Put on your righteousness. Put on truth. Put on the gospel of peace. He tells us. He tells us what to wear. Always put it on. He says, put the helmet of salvation on and grab the sword of the Spirit. Right? The Word of God. Grab it. Hold it. And then he says, with this in your hand, with the helmet of salvation, the love of Jesus Christ, surrounding all of this. I love that salvation is on your head. Right? It goes back to our anxiety study last week that keeps you grounded, keeps you safe in your own space. He says, in this safety, in the protection of the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, and with the word of God, pray. How do we pray? What does prayer look like? Scripture. Praying all prayer. That's last week. Let's not repeat last week. Pray all prayer. So verse 18 comes along. He says, praying all at all times, and there's our phrase, in the Spirit. With all prayer, with all supplication, to that end, and this is just side note because it's scripture, let's finish it. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Are you praying for one another in this room? We share, we share pretty big prayer requests. I love it. I was talking to a sister back in the back just today, and I got to hold a prayer request. And I get to take that prayer request home, and I get to hold that prayer request. What an honor that I get to do. I get to pray all prayer, all supplication for all saints, including one of my sisters in Christ. That's an honor. That's what we get to do. I'm thrilled to be able to have that honor. It says, keep alert, pray. And then verse 19 is sweet. Verse 19 is on Paul's prayer request card. He filled out a card, handed it to us. <laughs> he says, or to the church of Ephesus, we can pass this on to Steve. Good, good prayer card for Pastor Steve. Or if you attend another church, pray this over your pastor. Or if you attend a Bible study, I beg of you, pray this prayer over to the one that teaches scripture to you. Verse 19, he says, and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to pro proclaim the mystery of the gospel. 
How great is it to go to church on Sunday morning and hear Steve stand there and throw truth of the Word of God upon all of us? That's freedom. This is how we go to church. We hear the Word of God and we hear the truth of the Word of God. Boldly pray this over your pastor. Okay. Now, in the Spirit, what does that mean? 1 Corinthians 2. Pray in the Spirit when you know the Spirit. Do you know the Spirit? Ask yourself that. Be honest about that. If you know the voice of the Spirit, have, have confidence in that. Boast on that. Godly boast. Christian pride. What happened to Christian pride? Sometimes we get hung up on being humble that we forget to have Christian pride. We have American pride. <laughs> right? I love the smiles. Posture changes. American pride. Got that. Got my boots on. But then we talk about Christian pride. We talk about knowing God, knowing Jesus, knowing the Spirit, and, and we get into humble, which is good. Humble yourself before the eyes of God, but then put on the armor of God. What's that posture? You picture somebody with their armor on, you don't picture humble expression. Picture Christian pride. Don't be proud. Have Christian pride. Let's have that today, okay? In the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 10 starts in the middle of a thought, and I'm going to let you go back to the first part of the thought. Do a personal study, starting in 1 Corinthians verse 31, the final verse of 1 Corinthians 1. Start there. You're going to find yourself, and when your personal study, if you do this, you're going to find yourself in Jeremiah chapter 9. You're going to find yourself reading the verses 23 and 24, because it's exactly what Paul is pointing to in 1 Corinthians 1.31. This is all bonus work. And then you'll read 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 10, and you'll walk in that. Do you have to do this? No, we're women inseparable. We don't do homework. Do you want to do this? It's up to you. If you do, do. If you do, your life will be blessed. It's beautiful. It's actually what I wanted to um, talk about today. In fact, Dandy and I, one of our leaders, went out the other day, and I told her, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so good. And God's like, it is, but it's not that. (laughs) Oh, he's changing things on me. So we're going to go right in the middle of where my heart was just filled to its core and start from there and see what the Lord has for us today. Verse 10, it says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Do you know the Holy Spirit? If you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then you know the Holy Spirit. Because God promises, when you receive my Son, my Son has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is your comforter. He is your guide. He is your everything. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. He knows you. Do you know him? Do you know the sound of his voice? Do you know that feel inside? And if the answer is yes, then that's wonderful. 
practice listening. If the answer is no, I don't know if I do. I am scared to know if I do. Have you been there? Are you there? How do I know if it's my voice? How do you know if it's God's voice? How do you know? Good question. Let's find out. Verse 11, I'm going to read it one more time. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person? I didn't read 11. That started 11 all over again. For who knows a person's thoughts? Think of yourself. Except the spirit of that person, which is in him. Good question. Who knows you more than you? Anybody? Well, okay. Okay. The correct answer is God. God knows. Okay. Take out the obvious answer for just a minute and think of... Let's go in small group, right? Get together with your girls in your head. And you have a thought cross your head. If you don't say that thought out loud to the girls that are around you, will they know your thoughts? Because who knows your thoughts? You do. Sometimes. <laughs> this is why we figure ourselves out, right? This is why we have ourselves as our homework. This is why sometimes we have arguments with, let's call our husbands, or our children, because we have a thought, and we think our husbands know our thoughts. They should. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. We assume that the people around us know our thoughts because our thoughts are our thoughts, and they're so obvious. And my thoughts are correct, so why doesn't everybody else know my thoughts? Right? This is how we think. And this is what Paul is saying. Nobody knows your thoughts other than you because those thoughts are in you. Makes sense. An obvious statement. It says, so also no one compares the thoughts of God or comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Who knows the thoughts of God? The Spirit of God. Nobody knows what God is thinking except for God because they're God's thoughts. Nobody knows your thoughts that you're thinking except for you because they're your thoughts. So you've got you and your thoughts and God and God's thoughts. And is there a scripture from Jeremiah flying through your head right now? There's another homework assignment. Study scripture. I could be easy and give it to you. I'm not going to. You're welcome. Here's, here's you and your thoughts all contained. The thoughts that you've been throwing before the Lord this week and all prayer and all supplication. And then there's God and God's thoughts that the spirit of God knows in God because they're God's thoughts and the spirit is God's spirit. Does that make sense? Here's scripture, verse 12. Now, I love 1 Corinthians. I used to hate this book. as my number one worst enemy of scripture. Hated this book up until 2016 when I actually agreed to God that I would read it. <laughs> and I read it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Throughout 1 Corinthians, Paul says now. Because he's responding to letters. Lots of letters, lots of questions. And he's like, now, let's get to that question of yours. And he throws down an answer. And here he says, verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Ponder that truth. You don't have the spirit of the world. You don't have it. You know Jesus as your Savior, it's gone. The thoughts of the world are gone. Freedom release. They're not in you anymore. You're like, then why do I struggle with it? Well, because you let it in. Simple solution. Don't let it in. It's your choice. But I, it, it's your choice, <laughs> right? 
He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from whom? God. So catch this. You're like, how do I pray in the spirit? Here's how you pray in the spirit. You have your thoughts. Nobody knows your thoughts. God has his thoughts. Only God knows his thoughts. God says, I'm going to take my spirit that knows my thoughts and I'm going to give them to you. How do you pray in the spirit? What does your prayer life look like? Do you see how they're the same lesson? But I want more. Good. Pray more. But I want to know what it feels like to know the voice of God. Good. Take your prayer and here it is. To fasting. We haven't talked about fasting yet in this study. Our title this season is Prayer and Fasting. What does your prayer life look like as you are, right? Where you are. Who are you other than filled with the Spirit of God? What does your prayer life look like? How do you hear the voice of God? How do you discern what's my thought and what's God's thought? It's kind of simple. You know your thoughts more than anybody else, correct? So if you have a thought that comes to your head while you're praying, and that thought is little opposite than what your thoughts normally are, might be a little indication, oh, that's God. And then you trust it. This is where it comes into play. We have these thoughts and we bat them out because we're not used to them. Have you ever done that? Praying and praying and praying, and then this thought comes in, and you're like, oh, I'm not familiar with that thought gone and you cast it out and God's like I just answered your request I just spoke to you you asked me to speak and you're not listening to me hold on to what I'm saying to you but it's unfamiliar how do I know that that's you ask him that ask him God prove to me that that was you speaking and then watch and listen You'll go to church and you'll hear a message and a verse will, be, will come out. And that quick, the Spirit of the Lord will say that, there's my proof. Do you remember when you were praying on Tuesday and I gave you a thought and you cast it out and you said, prove that that was you and not me? That's it. And God will have this thought pass your mind that was not your thought. It was God's thought in you because he's given you the Spirit of God. Does that all make sense? And you say, but that sounds too easy. I want something more. I want an algebraic equation. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> I want to work really hard, but Jesus says, come unto me and I will give you what? Rest. If God promises us rest from our burdens, then why would he make prayer and hearing the voice of God difficult? It's free. It's in you. Make it easy. And we think prayer specifically we think fasting and we're like, oh, I've never run a marathon. <laughs> Good. Come sit with me then. We won't run marathons together. <laughs> I used to run 5Ks. I used to love running 5K. I used to run them frequently. And I was typically toward the end every time. Never up my speed. I didn't want to up my speed. I was an average runner and I enjoyed that. I didn't want to go harder and faster and further and better. I wanted to enjoy running, so I enjoyed it on my slow speed, kind of backward. <laughs> I ran so fast it almost looked like I was backward. But I finished, and it was great. I, that's how I was. It's who I am. Why do we try to change that with our prayer life? 
And we try, we think fasting, we think, oh, 40 day fast. Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness. I can't fast 40 days. And then we push it off. Well, okay, that's silly. It's a true statement. I've heard those words because it's, it's a true, we fear that. But that's Jesus doing what God asked Jesus to do. If God is asking you to do a 40-day fast, by all means, do a 40-day fast. Talk to God about those details. Get those kinks worked out. Get your guidelines written down and go forward. But if that's not what the Lord is laying on your heart, then I'm going to ask you to join me with two requests. Fasting. Will you attempt it? And that thought that just came into your head, cast it out. Well, I have health issues. I need food. Cast that out. I have health issues. I can't get on my knees. Cast that out. I've never fasted. I'm scared. I'm going to do it. Cast it out. Any of those thoughts, that self-doubt, cast it out. That's my request. Will you? Throw it away. Because here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And I want you to listen to the Lord right now. Will you commit with me to say one day this week, cast out that thought, stay with me, one day this week from today's Thursday, so it might start today, to next Wednesday, okay, and those times will be different for those that are listening, find that day and even ask God right now, God, what day? Write that day down, like literally right now. If a day popped into your head, write that day down. And then pick one hour from that day. Do you see that some of us have health issues and we need food, but we don't eat food every minute of every hour of every day. We can all go one hour. Will you pray right now about that day? What's that day? Write that day down. And I'm being very, very serious. Pick an hour. And if God lays on your heart at seven in the morning, write seven in the morning down. Like write it down. And when we share prayer cards and prayer requests today, share that prayer request. I don't know why. But God laid on my heart to do Tuesday at 7 in the morning. Okay, I normally eat breakfast at 8, so that's perfect. Right? God's going to work with you where you are. He's not going to say something that's going to be out of your element. It might be, and watch this, God might say Wednesday morning at 3 in the morning, fast for an hour. And you say, but God, I'm awake at 3 every morning anyway. I can't sleep. Good. Give me that hour. And turn that sleepless night into one hour of fasting. God's going to meet you where you are because God loves you and he's easy. He's sweet. Pray about it. God, what day? What day do you want me to fast? What hour, one hour, do you want me to fast? And then you say, what do I fast about? Have you ever had that question? Okay, I'm going to give God an hour. Now what do I do? Talk to God. Talk to God in all prayer. Talk to God in all supplication about your fasting. Have you ever prayed to God about fasting? God, I've given you one hour. During this hour, I've got things to do. Right? I still have to function. I still have to live. Good. Function. Good. Live. But on your hand, if you want to follow what one of my prayer, my fast, I have a couple fasting partners in my life. I don't talk about my fasting to multiple people. I could tell you the names of two people that I fasted with as fasting partners. One of them we write on our hands and we've sent pictures of our hands to one another 
as an encouragement and let's keep going. We've given ourselves this time period. I'm here. Where are you? And then a couple of hours later, I'll get a picture back. Here I am. And we keep each other going forward in our fasting time. So for that one hour, maybe right fast. And I'll remind you, okay, I'm fasting. I'm intentional. I'm purpose. Right now, all of my thoughts, all of my prayers are about my fasting life. God, I want to fast. I want to fast. Please help me to fast. Pray about fasting and see where that prayer goes. Perhaps God will take that prayer somewhere that you weren't expecting it to go. Maybe it'll be about something that's in your heart. Maybe it's something that's in your Pandora's box. You're like, well, that right there is why I don't want to fast. (laughs) Trust God. He's not going to pull something out that's so deep and so heavy if you're not ready to deal with what's so deep and what's so heavy. It could be the fact that God wants to work with your smile, your peace, your joy, your self-control, your goodness, your kindness. Perhaps that is what the Lord wants to overwhelm you with and to remind you, I love you. And that's what he wants you to fast about. Practice. Practice. Love that. Let that sit where it is. You're like, but I really don't want to fast. Come next week. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Hold on to this verse this week. But the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Do you want to understand the things that have been freely given to us by God? Do you really want to understand? Spend time with God. And maybe that's your sentence. God, I'm going to fast during this hour. Please help me to understand what you freely have given to me. Help me to understand it. And then listen. Sit with God. Spend time with the Lord. And trust His voice. Learn how to trust it. That's hard. Trusting His voice is hard. Because to trust it means you've got to put feet to the message. It means we've got to start now doing things. That's upcoming lessons. Don't worry about that right now. Right now, it's about you. It's about you giving one hour to God. And isn't it crazy that God is asking us to spend time with Him? God Almighty is asking to spend time with us. That's precious. Verse 13 says, And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. This exact verse, these exact words are spoken from God's Spirit to Paul to the church of Corinth to build them up in the Spirit. Paul's using the gift of the Spirit to proclaim the words of the Spirit to Christians who know the Spirit, and it goes forward. It's all about the Spirit. Everything we do as a child of God is in the Spirit, but we don't know how to do that sometimes. So fast about it and learn, what does that mean? What does that mean for me in the Spirit? And remember, always, always, it's never about what the other person looks like. It's always about you. Be selfish. When it comes to your walk with God, be selfish. Get with Jesus. And then let the fruit spill out on those around you. But when it comes to just you and Jesus, be selfish about that. I love, love fasting. Love fasting. Um, I don't ever talk about my fasting life to people because that's pride. 
right? But God's been laying on my heart to share just a quick minute in my Christian pride of fasting. The first time I fasted, I was 19. I was going on a mission trip to Fiji, going to spend a month and a half in Fiji. Thank you, Lord. It's a, <laughs> it's a great request, right? Pray about that one. So I got to do that, and I joined a team of college kids. I didn't know all but one of them who invited me to join the team. And I went, and we had financial regulations that we needed, and I had zero. And I knew right then and there, I can't. I can't go. I can't afford this. And I don't know if a man who is in charge told me to fast or if God laid it on my heart to fast. It was very close to God. It was very close. I knew his voice, but I had never fasted. And it was pressed on my heart to fast every Wednesday, every Wednesday for months. And I'm like, okay. And I was a college student. I was going to UNLV. I was teaching Awana every Wednesday night. And I needed food for my brain and for kids, right? <laughs> so these are conversations I was having with God. And he's like, no fast. And I, I knew nothing. So I, was, I knew nothing in the realm of what fasting entailed, what that looked like for me. So I started on that following Wednesday. And I fasted. And I lasted a couple of hours. And then I was done. And then the following Wednesday, God's like, fast. So I fasted. And within a week or two, I was fasting 24 hours every Wednesday. And I learned what fasting looked like for Jacqueline and God. And I prayed over Fiji, and I prayed over the trip, and I prayed for finances. I went on this trip with $300 cash in my pocket. The whole thing paid for. No idea how that happened. I don't know where the money came from, but I was told, you're taken care of. Everything's paid for. And I learned God, God cares. God hears. Fasting works. It works. So then we went to Fiji. And when we got to Fiji, our pastor leader was saying, I want you guys to pick a week to fast while we're here. And I'm like, oh, got that in the bag. So I picked Wednesday. Like, that makes sense. I like fasting on Wednesday. To this day, I love fasting on Wednesday. It's become a sweet time with my, with my God. So we're in Fiji and we're praying as the team and rotating. Like we did like a rotation of fasting. So there was always somebody fasting at all times over this trip. And we saw people get saved. Right and left, we saw people get saved. Just in the middle of the street and in church and just salvation everywhere. And it was beautiful. One of the guys that got saved while we were there joined, found out we were fasting got saved, started praying, started fasting on the spot. <sighs> yeah, right? Welcome to the Christian life. Let's go. At the end of our trip, he made me something. He made it, I don't know if he made it for everybody, honestly. He gave gifts to all of the people. He, he made something for me, and he painted it. He hand-painted this gift that I've been holding. I was 20 years old, and I saw what fasting can do. He gave me this gift and he wrote on it a scripture verse. There are so many verses in the word of God. He painted on this gift the exact verse I hung on to for months. The verse that I laid before the Lord and fasted over every Wednesday for months was scripted on this gift. He had no idea. This stays in my desk. I'm an author. I get to write. I have my desk. I have a little pull-out drawer 
when I pull out that drawer, this sits right there. This has been rolled up so I can see this scripture with me for 22 years. This has been my verse. God made it very clear to me when I was 20 years old, fast. There's power in fasting. Fast. It doesn't matter what health issue you're going through, I can testify. You want to know those stories, I'll tell you my stories. It doesn't matter what situation, what circumstance your life is going through. I've gone through situations and I fasted through them. And God moves mountains. I can tell you my stories. I don't tell them often because it's very, it's my time. So God's like, tell your story about fasting. I'm like, no, God, that's my private space. (laughs) And it's just heavy on my heart to have Christian pride. And so in my Christian pride, not to boast, not to brag, but let me tell you, I'm Jacqueline Palmer, I fast. And I can tell you stories of what the mighty God can do. Fast. Then I went to say more. I'm going to, I'm going to stop. I love you. And I'm praying for you. This is a hard study. Praying and fasting, it's getting real. And I'm asking you, please consider fasting. It's a lost art in today's society. In the Christian realm, it's a lost art. And I don't know why it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's the thoughts of the world have overtaken the Spirit's voice in us. I don't know. But will you rise up and say, okay, let me try this. Let's see what God can do. Don't we want to see that? Let's close in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, such a powerful message was just given to all of us that we're hearing. Lord, we sit before you as we are where we are, and we wonder sometimes what our prayer life looks like. And we really wonder sometimes what our fasting life looks like. And there's some of us that have never fasted, and there's some of us that have fasted multiple times. Lord, I pray right now that we won't compare our fasting life to anything, whether it's to our past stories or what we want it to look like or the person sitting next to us so that we know what their spiritual life looks like. I pray that we'll focus on just us and you, just the two of us. And I pray that you'll meet us where we are. And thank you so much for making fasting as easy as you make prayer, as easy as you make salvation, that you give us a place of rest that you give us connection between our heart and yours, between our soul and yours, between our spirit, Lord Jesus, and yours. We thank you so much for all that you've given to us. I pray that you'll be with us as we have our fasting challenge. I pray that you'll cover right now the day that you have laid upon our heart, the hour that you've laid upon our heart. And I pray that we'll take it very seriously, that we'll take it as a date that we have with our God. And I pray that you will speak to us, speak specifically the message that you want us to focus on. And I pray that you'll help us to hear, help us to learn the voice of the Spirit. Lord, what a mighty gift that you've given to us. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online.